Umkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the early spring of 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the formation of a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Hidden Truth. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had just returned from Germany and a successful rescue operation that returned Thomas Galen to friendly soil. But before the celebration could commence, it was discovered that the government liaison Reginald Billingsley was missing. Dixie and the battalion have been searching for hours to no avail. Let's listen in as they return to the AeroQuest Dynamics hangar after fruitless hours of scouring the desert. Any luck, Dix? Frank, we found Bubkiss. It is like he vanished into the air. Yeah, but that ain't possible, is it? Stuff like that don't just happen to people. Maybe he's just hiding from us. Oh yeah, because that makes a lot of sense. Truthfully, that Billingsley fellow never made any sense to me to begin with. Well, something happened to him. But we canvassed every inch of desert up to five miles out from the hangar. I don't see what in tarnation could have happened. How do people just disappear like that? And I checked the office again, and the basement, and the loft, and I ain't seen hide nor hair nor hairy hide of him. So, uh, hey, boss. Yeah, Freudenberg. I kind of thought you should look at something for me. Miss Dixie, if you could please look too. You find something? Well, no, but, uh... While you were all searching, I had some time, and so I checked out Mr. Galen's plane. This way, please. Freudenberg? Yeah, boss? What is that? Some kind of insignia? Yeah, boss. When Mr. Galen's plane came back, it has these funny marks near the tail and on the wing. Yes. Looked kind of like a claw scratching at the metal. We found it like that in that scar base inside the mountain, under that castle. Scar? That sounds unpleasant. Eh, I bet you I could take him. No, you couldn't, Joey. Yeah, I could. No, you couldn't. I got connections. You ain't even got a brain. There were hundreds of them. I ain't scared of no Nazis. You should be, son, and I put the proper caution into you. Yeah, whatever, old man. Anyway, getting back to the plane... Yeah, that symbol thing you painted there. Uh, to cover up the scar insignia, yeah? If they have their own, I figure we should have ours. What are all those stars for? Well, the big one with the circle in it is for the Army Air Corps, as you know. Of course I know. Then why'd you ask? I meant the other ones. Oh, yes, well, there are six of them. One by each member of the battalion in a field of blue for the skies they fly in. Dixie, Cornelius, Joey, Thomas, Benedict, and Miss Lily. Her stars are just a little shinier. Just a little bit. Oh, isn't he sweet? He's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Lily. <clears throat> and uh, then, of course, the number one for the first brassy battalion. I like it. Yeah. You know, it ain't half bad. Hey, why ain't there a star for me? Well, you... You, you don't fly the planes, boss. You're not... Yeah, but... I own this hangar, and I pay all the salaries. Uh, 
I should be holding them all in my hands or something. Oh, jeez, Frank, lay off it, will ya? I like it the way it is, although I don't like the American color scheme. It could benefit from more red. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Of course. This is why I mentioned it. Yeah, well, whatever. I've had enough of you dopes for a while. What's wrong with that boy? He's probably just feeling threatened by us girls. <laughs> threatened? That's the last thing I am. Yeah, and we all know what the first is. I still say... No, Corny. You ain't gonna get me in a ball gown. <laughs> Freudenberg. Yeah, boss? My office. Now. We're gonna talk about adding me to that there symbol before you go symbolizing all the other planes. Uh, yeah, boss. This is what I get for showing initiative. Wait for me, Freudenberg. So what do we do now? It's too dark to search any longer. Perhaps we could resume tomorrow. Well, we could, though I don't know what good that would do. Whether Billingsley left of his own volition or some dastardly cretin absconded with him, they're likely long since gone. What do you think, Dixie? Miss Dixie? Huh? What? Are you alright, Dixie? Yeah, just thinking about something. Look, there ain't much we can do now, like Tommy said. Why don't you guys hit your bunks, and we'll regroup come sunup, and decide what to do then. Very well. I shall bid you good evening, madam. Good night, Dixie. Please, Dixie, I desire you to know. Though I make comments in support of Mother Russia, my loyalty is to my commission, and that is this posting. Please do not take them for insubordination. I wouldn't dream of it, Benny. Excellent. Just to be sure. It is taking me some time to adjust to the new situation here while still following my feet. Following your feet? Yes, it is, how you say, finding my place. Hmm, yeah. I think I understand. Very well. I shall see you again in the morning. Night, Benny. Hmm. Following your feet. Ever so quietly, Dixie crept down to the crew bunkers, waiting until Benedict, Thomas, and Cornelius had settled in for the night. Stalking through the dark corridor like a stealthy blonde fox, Dixie inched towards Joey Scalzetti's room and took a listen at the door. Yeah, Scalzetti. Joey. Joey Scalzetti. Who you think? Nah, look, it ain't like that. Nah, I'm serious. Look, this whole two-bit operation is being run by some fat guy in suspenders with a big bristly mustache and a hankering for apple pie. <sighs> so trust me when I say it ain't like that. Well, he only half runs the place, actually. There's this other guy. Yeah, the one that's missing. From the government. He's the one that gave us our mission and stuff. Anyways, he ain't been seen for a while and everybody's getting all worked up over it. I'm telling you, the dame ain't got any real power. <gasps> nah, nah, she thinks she does, but she don't. Oh, I don't have any power, do I? What else you want to know? Well, there's a limey stiff, but he ain't so bad. Could use a few beers in him before he flies, though, know what I mean? Yeah, 
just like that. Uh, let's see. There's the German mechanic, but despite what you're thinking, he's all on the up and up. I checked in his room when ain't nobody was around, see, and I didn't find none. He's as clean as a whistle. So then there's some crazy old guy from Georgia. He wears these starchy white suits and has this big white mustache, and he's as harmless as a baby. Oh, well, they say he can fly okay, yeah, but I ain't seen him in action yet. Oh, and there's this blonde Russian commie with a buzz cut. I trust him about as well as he can speak the English, capiche? Which is to say, not at all, so very much. He's one to keep an eye on. And then there's this red-headed French-Canadian broad. She's a real looker, but I ain't think she's any kind of real threat in the air. I mean, she's a dame, right? <sighs> sorry, sorry, I know. Why that no-good cheating fink? Yeah, and Dixie ain't much better. Actually, she's worse. She's still a dame, but she thinks she's the best thing the air's ever seen if you catch my drift. She's just a giant pain in my rear end. That's it. Give me that phone, <clears throat> traitor! What the heck? Give me some privacy here. Nah, not you. Dixie. I'm talking to Dixie. She just barged into my room. I said give me the phone! Hey, let go of it! Get off! What'd you do with Bill? I didn't do nothing. Why do you care about Bill anyway? You hate him. No, I don't! Yeah, you do. I do too. We all do. At least he's not a traitor! I ain't no traitor either. This is nuts. I heard your conversation! You're fading information about us too! My ma! Tear ma? She calls me twice a day. You want the phone? Take it. H hello You crazy lady! You leave my Joseph alone! Mrs. Scalzetti? Absolutely right this is Mrs. Scalzetti. My Joey is a good boy. I was just calling because he's been feeling lonely while we're not <laughs> going anywhere to California yet and not knowing- What? <laughs> what? You're lonely! I am not. No way. You're nuts. It's- She told me! Ma! No. Yeah. I mean, no. Look, I gotta go. No! Ma! 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 Fine. Smoochies. Oh yeah. Yuck it up, Gracie. I'm a regular George Burns. No, really. I mean, it's cute. Put a sock in it. She's my ma, and you show your ma the proper respect. And how could you even think I was a traitor, you crazy skirt? Well, someone is. And you were acting all weird, and Benny said... The Rusky? Yeah, he said something muddled about trying to find your place in new surroundings. I trust that guy about as well... About as well as he can speak English. Yes, I heard. Jeez, what are you listening to everything I said? Pretty much. Look, I just... I thought it was something else. I was wrong. I apologize. Listen, you. I oughta... What? I was wrong. I'm sorry. You... You actually got some class, you know? You ain't half bad. For a girl. I'm flattered. And don't worry. Your secret's safe with me. I won't tell any of the others how lonely you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your laughs while you can, right? Night, Joey. Smoochies. <laughs> <sighs> ah, jeez. And now, a word from our sponsor, the effervescent Umket Industries. 
friends. One of the very best ways to help you guard against cataracts and unsightly, unholy pink eye and to help the whites of your eyes to always be shiny unnaturally white is to massage your eyes and clean your lids with famous Uncat Eye Gel. Why, just listen to what our famous, highly educated, very smart robot has to say. I don't have actual eyes, but if I did, I'd use Umcat Eye Gel with a vigorous massage of my eyeballs every day and night of my mechanical life. Yes, indeed, that's the way to do it. Day in, day out. Always the same, isn't it? Massage your eyes. Sell this product. Massage your eyes. Sell that product. Yes, well... <clears throat> As I was saying, friends, Umket Eye Gel is a miracle product that costs no more than your ordinary eyeball massaging gelatinous emulsion. Why do we even bother? Quiet, Robert. Start using Unket Agile tonight. Unket Agile is sold at all drug department and ten cent stores. My artificial life is devoid of artificial meaning. This is getting ridiculous. I was never told I'd be working with a robot. I demanded to stick to the script. You'll be hearing from my agent about this. That's spelled I-G-E. Hear that, everyone? He thinks you can't spell. Okay, now really, that is uncalled for. Then don't treat the audience like they are morons. I'll show you a moron. Try it, buddy. I've got five tons of steel that says I can put you down for the count. Oh yeah? Put him up. Put him up. Take the first shot. Make me. You first, pansy. Oh, it is barely most certainly on. Don't finish the ad, you don't get paid. Where are we at? Page two. Yes, friends, that's Umket Agile, spelled I-G-E-L. From Umket Industries, your best friend in commercialism. We now, thankfully, return to our program in the foreboding dungeon of the castle that serves as SCAR headquarters. Will you look at that? Come here, Brenny. Yes, Master. Eyes on the floor, Brenny. But, but, but... Yes, yes, I know what I said, but I was merely speaking extemporaneously, Brenny. Please, do pay attention and try to tell the difference. Of course, Master Volker, sir. I'd hate for you to make one of your customary foul-ups in a conversation with Geist. Geist? Evil! No, 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 no. Vrenny, we've been over this. Geist? Good. Freedom? Evil. Understand? <laughs> yes, Master. Be sure that you do. Because as I was saying... I'd hate for guys to kill you in anger as retribution for your idiocy and disrespect. Then where would I find another holy subservient assistant? Can you tell me? No, no master. I can't just buy your ilk down at the corner market, you know. Yes, master. Although, there was this one girl selling bread. 
I could tell she totally wanted to do whatever I told her. Too bad I had to go and shoot her for selling stale bread. Of course, Master. Anyways, would you look at this without actually looking at it? Oh, what does that even mean? Renny! Sorry, Master. Beast affects me in odd ways. Is that it? I'd always wanted to study it while I was alive. But perhaps I shall have to put it down and then study it. But this door... It is ruined. Hmm. Smells like acid. Didn't I tell you to clean up that mess on the floor? Y yes, Master. And Freddy did as instructed. Well, clearly not. Because here we are. You, me, and the door. Half off its hinges. Yes, Master. Bad. Bad Freddy. Yes, yes. Bad Freddy. You've been a very bad girl and I will have to punish you later. But wait. The acid isn't on the door. Be, be careful, Master Volker. The acid is on the bars between the cells. And so the door was broken off its hinges from the inside. Wait, who is in this cell? The British prisoner. Thomas Galen, sir. He certainly could not have done this to the door. And with the bars gone... The beast? The beast? The beast! It's loose! Run for your lives! Good heavens! What manner of baneful, wicked, vile creature did Volker and Verney have locked up in their dungeon? Only time will tell. So you're sure Scalzetti ain't the traitor? Positive, Frank. It ain't him. So you did some snooping, then? I did. What did you find? Let's just say he ain't the traitor and leave it at that, alright? It ain't like you to clam up on me like this, Dix. What are you hiding? Nothing, Frank. There's just more of the joy than I thought is all. Nothing groundbreaking. I don't know. If there's more of that thug than meets the eye, they think that's pretty groundbreaking all by its lonesome. <laughs> you got a point. So what about Billingsley? I told the others to hit the hay, and we try to figure something out in the morning. I guess that's about all we can do. We sure ain't gonna find him out in the desert at night. Yeah, I gave that jerk trouble, but I still hope he's alright. As long as he ain't the rat. So, did you see Freudenberg's modification to the patch yet? What, the olive branch under everything? Yeah. You like it? Sure. He told me it was because we were fighting for peace and- What? He told me that was supposed to represent me. Yeah, you're about as peaceful as they come, ain't you, Frank? Stuff it, Dix. Here, come into the office and I'll show you the design he had. Hey! Who's that in your chair? Billingsley! Good evening, Mr. McGuff. Miss Stenberg. You have something that belongs to Scar, and I expect you to return it. Immediately! Materializing magnates! This production has starred Emily Ledley as Dixie Stenberg. Holy moly! Does that mean what I think it means? Shannon Gaffney as Frank McGuff. I don't know, Dix. All this thinking is a little too much like... thinking, for my tastes. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. One line? I'm not in the previous episode at all, and then I get one line? Come on!
conspiracy. Pete Milan as Freudenberg. Ha-ha! <laughs> that will teach you to consort with the enemy. But I didn't. I mean... Oh, goodness. Do you think I did? John Solzbach as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Bless your heart, son. It certainly seems to be. But I had no choice in the matter. Tim the Jester Gillick as Joey Scalzetti. Can we just pretend this episode never happened? Smoochies! Put a sock in it already! Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Is no one else worried about that thing that got loose? I might be evil! That thing was evil. You weren't in the cell next to it. It smelled like old cabbage. Perry Whittle as Benedict Tarachenko. In Russia, we could make him into Kapustnik. I don't care about Kapu... Kapu... What? Kapustnik is like cake. With cabbage? As filling. Make you strong like Stalin. Oh. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. There was not nearly enough kissing this time. <clears throat> oh, Lily... Come here, Frudenberg. <laughs> I, I knew you didn't mean Billingsley. Of course not, darling. Be him fell de Groschen What's that mean? I don't speak German. Catherine Pride as Verney. So, so we, we have a third villain now? But I'm not a villain! Am I? Justin Dobby as Volker. Ugh. I should certainly hope not. Why, you'd set the villain trend back 50 years. I don't know if Look I should you. be insulted no or not. No style, no drastically overdone personality. There's nothing to you. You're like democracy. Michael K. Moss says Mrs. Galzetti. And tell Joey to be sure he watches behind his ears and between his toes and... Ma! Julie Goldstein as the robot. Isn't this thing over with already? Stick to the script or no paycheck. This was much fun. Hooray! And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. It was that irradiated soy flower that did it, I tell you what. Ever since then, robot hasn't been the same. That's it. I can't work under these conditions. What are you doing? Time to trade up. Come along. No! We have a very nice farm where you can run and play all the time with other robots. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as Billingsley's true agenda is revealed on February 6, 2007. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Brought to you by Umket Industries, makers of famous Umket Eye Gel. And remember... Massage your eyes and clean your lids with Umket Eye Gel every morning and night for healthy, unnaturally white eyes. Stay safe, America, and good grief. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Scher. Umket Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2006, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.